Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have a whole Make lot of egg eggs. and milk with no sex times. <laughs> this is going to take... Look, here's the thing. It's going to take a while for that to make sense. And even then, it's not going to make sense. And even then, you will be left with more questions than answers. However, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, this is probably my favorite cult podcast episode of all time. <laughs> I have, I ha there are episodes where I spent months researching. There are episodes that we have where we outline entire things that other people haven't covered before and we've gotten like a claim for doing them. There are episodes that we've had big, exciting guests on. Fuck all of those episodes. <laughs> Because this one is so buck fucking wild that I I cannot imagine anything else ever topping this again. This is the last episode of Cult Podcast, guys. It's over. No. It's done. No, we can't. We have to outlast podcasts. <laughs> no, we'll do this show until we're fucking dead in the grave. Perfect as ever. All right, baby, let's go. <laughs> So here's the thing. It's it's awesome. I love this show and I love this episode so much. And if you feel the same way about either of those points, then you should go to patreon.com slash cult podcast to help support us and make the show. And uh, hey, guess what? We're bringing back the speculation zone, baby. That's right. If you are a member of our Patreon, there is a new Speculation Zone episode dropping this. Uh, let's go ahead and say Friday. I can make it Friday. Yeah, Friday is fine. Uh, if you're curious, it'll be about the Knights Templar. So, Ooh. yeah, there you go. That is the next one dropping on Friday. Absolutely. You're going to want to go ahead and listen to that. It's going to be a great time. We're going to bring it back. Um, here's the thing. We're going to do it a little bit differently where some of them are going to be about stuff. Some of them are going to be uh, cult updates. And then some of them are going to be fun little things that we do. Maybe we'll have some guests on. It's going to be good. But it's time to bring it's t it's fucking time to bring it back. Yes. When the world needed it most. <laughs> it when returned. the world was like, do you need sex for make egg and milk? We came in with the Knights Templar. <laughs> you gotta fucking stop. I can't breathe. I'm fucking serious, dude. I can't. It's so fucking funny to me and I don't know why. Oh, God. Oh, my God. My, my, oh, my brother and good God Christ. Let's oh. get into this episode. Hello. Hello. Wave Egg. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these, these are, are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Tacos Torres. And with us this week in the tent, we have <laughs> Guacamole Sauce. <laughs> Fuck 
you. Fuck you. Okay. All right. Peek behind the curtain. Paige and I, before we record, because we always go, let's record at this time. And then we spend an hour talking. Right. Always. Every time. Because we never get to see each other or have long conversations during the week. So we're like, how are you? (laughs) What has happened in your world? How is the dumpster fire at your house? (laughs) Uh, Paige, I'm here to tell you, Sunday night, pretty bad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So we... We're talking, we're sitting here, and Paige goes, have you seen the Mexican episode of Bake Off? And I go, no. People have sent me a couple clips, and then you're here to tell me that it's worse than I could have ever imagined. (laughs) And then immediately I go, I got it. No. We got to start recording because you're going to say some wild shit that's true, and I'm going to freak out about it. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First Mm -hmm. off, you told me that they use the term taco and tortilla interchangeably. That is correct, sir. I've almost finished making me tacos. No, that's the tortilla. They also didn't give them tortilla presses. They made them use pie plates. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, tortilla presses are not that expensive. I fucking... And I, they must have them. Like, they, it's the same as flatbread presses other places in the world. So, like, come on, guys. Yeah, there's no... I, uh, I fucking... Uh, I already told the Senor Smoke story about... That's why people started sending me videos of them saying tacos. Which, oh, I fucking hate it. I I watch them eat it and not be able to understand it. And it's like, what is so hard to understand? It's everything you love in an easy to... The fucking plate is edible. It's fucking amazing. It's God's gift to humanity. And I can't watch these British fucking assholes fuck it up, man. <laughs> I mean, my favorite part about it is that I'm like, look. Tacos are in the cultural zeitgeist. Yes. <laughs> like, like how? Because people are like, I'm not really sure how to make a taco. And I'm like, what? what? You've watched a movie before, right? Like, tacos are every. There are so many tacos in the media. <laughs> how do you not know what tacos are like? You can fuck up and make a taco page. You can, <laughs> you could, you could fuck around and make a taco on accident. All right. It's meat, Have cheese. Done. <laughs> fucking what beans rice maybe if you're i mean and uh, no all no they had them do that first of all they had them do refried beans but they oh god they they tried to make them refry the beans instead it's which in an hour (laughs) it's like they didn't give them pressure cookers so i don't even want to know what that tasted like you colonizing motherfuckers beans is like (laughs) half your goddamn menu how do you not know how to do that I don't know. But then, so they had they had to make their own tortillas. Now, granted, to their credit, the tortillas actually did look pretty good for the people who, like, did it, like, mm-hmm. successfully. And then it was steak, like, marinated steak. But they had to choose the amount of spices to go on the steak. <laughs> you know? Uh, and uh, they, uh, some of them were good at it. Uh, a lot of them weren't. And then they had to make basic guacamole to top it. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. That's, like, basically all they asked them to do, for the most part. And they're just like, do I fold it? Do I? <laughs> this is like the mania is so crazy. And they had to make conchas. Their first challenge was making conchas. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, that's a producer that's fucking with them. That's a that's. Ugh. Have you you've watched like BoJack Horseman, right? 
Yes. That's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, just standing there doing the reality show of chaos and madness being like, yes, yes, my precious is pronounced guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> Guaco, guacamolo. But it was no. just a shade off of guacamolito sauce, like the Taco <laughs> Town sketch from SNL. And I was like, oh, man, that was done as a joke. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Paige, today. Today I Today. went to, to brunch with uh with with some friends. It was fucking beautiful. It was a phenomenal meal, and we went to a place in Sawtell, a neighborhood of Los Angeles, oh, yeah. called uh, Don Antonio's. Have you been to Don Antonio's? I have not. Okay, this was a theory that was put forward to me, and I actually kind of agree with it for the most part. Obviously, there's going to be some things that are wrong with it. You can always find an exception to the rule. But in Los Angeles, there is so much good food available that if a place lasts longer than 10 years, you know that they're not fucking around. Oh, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yes, absolutely. Don Antonio's has been serving Mexican food in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles, California, for 60 years. Fuck. That could mean it's terrible, though, because sometimes really old places are terrible. That is true, but this place is not the case. It tastes like food. The way it was described to me by somebody who grew up speaking Spanish was it tastes like my mom's cooking. And I went, give it to me. I'm hungover. I fucking need it in my body. So I go there and I get to, to uh, we're, we're, we're with a bunch of um, white people and uh, I get to show them the fucking juice. The unmelanated, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the slightly darker than the British. And a, mm-hmm. uh, I get to show them the juice, which is how you get the best Mexican food in Los Angeles, which is to just speak regular english and then anytime there's a spanish word you just put the fucking sauce on it so oh, i thought you I thought you were gonna say show up in a raiders t-shirt <laughs> okay that's how you get that's how you get a bad table but good service exactly <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a dodgers hat that's any other color than blue that's how they yeah, the know the black dodgers hat oh they gotta <laughs> take care of you <laughs> that's i mean you you just described uh f- friend Los digits who head to toe black Dodgers gear at any given point. That's such a good way to explain this person. Friend? Oh my God. He, okay. So I battled last week, right? Uh huh. And I came off stage and he was like, hey, Paige, they named you Paige because you cast like four shadows. See, like a book, like foreshadow. And I lost my mind. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I was like, that's like, that made sense, kind of. Uh, you took a look you took a lovely stroll to get there it did you did you it was a nice walk on the beach there were rose petals there and it did it was a end walk up to somewhere. a book club where you then knew the word foreshadow <laughs> and made a pun with it and i'm impressed <laughs> that's a good joke. i told him i was like i fucking liked that and he was like i did that just for you and then left <laughs> i was like yes <laughs> But that's how you that's how you get good service and good the best food at any Mexican restaurant is you order in perfect English and then you just put a little stank on it. So like mm-hmm. I was like, uh yeah, bro, can I get this uh this combination plate? Yeah, I'm gonna get the chariso con huevos food. And uh uh-huh. hey bro, add a little queso on that shit. Oh damn, Dick. Imagine Dick, you bring me chips and gua- guacamole food. Ooh, and a picture of margaritas and shit. 
And then this dude was like loving me. He was, his name was Miguel. I left him an amazing tip because he was mm-hmm. the best. But my favorite part of the meal was like, first of all, food, immaculate. Some of the best I've ever had tastes just like my grandpa's cooking. I fucking Ooh, loved it. Ooh, I fucks with that. It was exactly what I needed. It was exactly what I wanted. Um, I, I basically had the scene in Ratatouille where I take a bite of the chorizo and then the camera pans into my eye and I'm a little child coming in and my <laughs> grandpa serves me chorizo that's been sitting out on a pan that's covered on top of the stove because I've been watching Nickelodeon for several years and he's upset that I know speaky Spanish. Okay? That's mm-hmm. like... It's a perfect situation. The food is immaculate. And then as we're walking out, the waiter is standing next to the exit. And uh, the four people that are there with me, he goes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day. And then I get to the exit and he goes, bro. And then fucking daps me. I fucking loved it. Anyway. That's how you get like extra chili rellenos and shit. Yeah, bro. Hey, you put a little stank on it, fool. Anyway, I have had an interesting weekend and I am uh, very excited to finally get into part two of our series uh, that you are bringing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, If you thought last week was weird you have no idea how weird it's about to get i'm just gonna jump into sources because we have too fucking many this is like the most this is the source list that never dies hit me with uh, it. so we have behind the bastards their episodes on columbus we have the culture of inquisition in medieval england by katie l walter and mary c flannery we have canon eight of the first ecumenical council of nicaea what up bible nerds we're getting into it today uh we have <laughs> Uh, Inquisition, written by Edward Peters. We have an article from the New York Times called The Vatican is Investigating the Inquisition in Secret by Alessandra Stanley. We have The Eastern Schism by Adrian Fortescue. We have A History of the Crusades, Volume 1, The First Crusade and the Foundation of the Kingdom of Jerusalem from Cambridge University Press by Stephen Runsman. Uh, we have The Empire of the Greeks to Byzantium by Anthony Caldelis. We have uh, The Spanish Inquisition, Definition, History, and Facts from Encyclopedia Britannica. We have The Christian-Jewish Relations, The Inquisition from the Jewish Virtual Library. We have Expecting the Spanish Inquisition, Economic Backwardness and Religious Persecution from CEPR. We have the Spanish Inquisition, Jewish History, and I did get a bunch of messages about how to pronounce this. I'm going to try. I might still fail. Chabad.org. Let me know how wrong I got it. Uh, The Origin of the Inquisition in the 15th Century, Spain by B. Netanyahu. Uh, We have Conversos, the Inquisition and the Expulsion of the Jews from Spain by Norman Roth. And we have an article from The Guardian called After 200 Years, the Spanish Inquisition Still Exacts Its Toll by Torsten Bell. Are you ready? (laughs) Absolutely. Great. So if you remember from last week, the soldiers from the Second Crusade returned with some shiny new belief systems. And before we dive into that entirely, I have to kind of address something. Uh, I got a couple messages from people saying that commoners went to the Crusades because they could steal the land they retook. But that's not entirely true. The nobles could. 
the nobles could take the land. However, that land was very far away and hard to manage, so a lot of them didn't. Some of them did, but some of them didn't. It's not as much of a factor for them to get the land that they conquer until this next crusade uh, that we're going to kind of introduce in this episode, but mostly talk about in the next episode. That is where the promise of land grabbing really starts to motivate people. But that's an end of the episode conversation. For this episode, we have to kind of structure things a little differently. So this is going to cover what will be known as the Medieval Inquisition. Uh, It actually includes multiple small inquisitions and a series of small crusades all within Europe. This is exclusively Christian on Christian crime. Uh, I know, like... They, they, it's also white people on white people crime. Yeah. Like, they don't even have racism as an excuse at this point. Well, normally Christian on Christian crime is just two uh, mothers complaining about whose potato salad is better. So it's good to see some extra. <laughs> Mine has eat. raisins. Mine has dill. Yeah. Oh, Paige, you've made me mad again. <laughs> <laughs> Neither Ooh. of us have paprika. <laughs> mm, just wait till Miguel hears about this at Don Antonio's. He's going to be pissed. Oh. Lo siento, Miguel. I also, so, I, I, just for my clarification, medieval mm-hmm. crusade. Are you, Correct. I mean, clearly, all crusades are evil. So are you saying this one was just <laughs> right. mid? I mean, no, it's pretty evil. Okay. Like, it's it's evil across the board, really. Uh, it just refers to the time frame in which it's occurring. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so the reason we're covering this is because the severity and intensity of these inquisitions and crusades will be the framework for later crusades and later the Spanish Inquisition. But we have to understand how society at the time got to the point of killing and torturing people over very small, in some cases, doctrinal differences. Don't get me wrong. We're going to go over some pretty big doctrinal differences in this episode, but the one that ultimately makes the church mad is pretty small. And so we'll get to it. For this episode, we have to start with the soldiers from last week. What did they bring that the Catholic Church found to be so heinous, and then what did the church do about it? So the group of soldiers traveling back from the Second Crusade were largely from the reason of Languedoc, along the Mediterranean in the south of France. There's also some evidence of some of the group being from northern Italy, which is kind of the same region, or at least general area. And that's where the soldiers returned to following defeat. We mentioned in the last episode that they encountered the Bogomils of Bulgaria on their way home. And by the time they got back to France, they had a belief system entirely their own. They became known as the Cathars, and their belief system became known as Catharism. Not to be confused with Catholicism, Catharism. Okay. These are people that believe that catheters were the only way to get close to God, right? Yeah. They're the ones that are behind those commercials that you watch during the day when you're trying to watch the Steve Wilco show. And then they <laughs> like come in every couple minutes and they're just like, do you need home catheter equipment? And I'm like, no, who is having to catheterize themselves at home? That sounds horrifying and terrible. <laughs> Why did I, I mean, somebody clearly, because there's a commercial for it. I, I don't know how to explain this thought that just popped into my head, but it's because we're talking about medieval shit and this is how Uh dumb my brain is is that when i think of medieval shit i think of like game of thrones um steve wilkos would fit in real nice in the game of thrones world (laughs) 
I could just you are the father of these little childs and the children and the yeah. Tell me you can't see Steve Wilkos throwing the Iron Throne just fucking clear across the room. But still in just a black polo and black pants. Yeah, he refuses to change. He does not. You he finds one thing that works and he goes with it. And his clothes are so dark that you cannot see them in the show because that show is unwatchable with the brightness and contrast settings. Anyway, I'm Absolutely. sorry. No, for sure. So to understand the church's reaction, we have to know what Catharism is and what they believe. So we're going to spend a pretty big part of this episode talking about what Catharism is, what they believe and why. And then we'll get into what the church decides to do about it. Um, and then next week we will cover kind of the church enacting their plan. So the Cathars or Cathars, as they became known, referred to themselves simply as good Christians, which was intended to promote humility, but honestly is petty as fuck. Yeah, that's look. We're the good Christians. I don't know if you know. It's a bad move, but as a petty king, I respect it, dude. That's a, that's a solid move. That's like how, um, we call ourselves the cult podcast that's still around. <laughs> you know, I've done a lot of research into cult podcasts that are still going on. Um, I'm not an expert, but I did do a lot of research. Oh, and don't get it twisted, folks. We are as good people as we can try to be, but we are petty as fuck. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? You know what? When you pour your blood, sweat, and tears into releasing a podcast, and then three weeks later, some fucking assholes with a network behind them have a podcast with almost an identical name and keep buying followers and shit, yeah, I'm going to be a little petty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you try to hire my friends to like maybe try to make the show more like ours, I'm going to be a little petty. <laughs> a little bit, a little petty. And then if maybe the giant conglomerate that bought your network decides to dump your show, then I'm going <laughs> to, you know, send some uh, screenshot texts back and forth with Armando as we just kind of <laughs> pat ourselves on the back of it. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so we're the good cult podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now sometimes, and you'll see this in history when you read about these people, they will occasionally be referred to as the Albigensians, Albigensians. Ugh, fucking Gen Z, dude. Everything. I know. With their fucking straight parts, baggy jeans. Like we did this already. Yeah. God, I hate when Zoomers try to crusade. Yeah. Uh, so Albigensians, they're actually named after the city of Albi in the south of France, where a lot of these soldiers are from, and it's kind of the epicenter for this movement. So sometimes you'll see things referred to as the Albigensian Crusade. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's this one. So there are some records of belief systems with this name. Uh, the Cathari is what they are called in history, as far back as the 4th century, in which people along the trade routes described a society of people who, quote, absolutely rejected anyone who married a second time. That seems to be their big sticking point. What? Uh, hmm. Okay. And I mean divorce, not 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 remarrying polygamy. after, like, death or something? 
even even after death, they're not okay with it. Oh, okay. What do you? How, yeah, how do you, it's very strange. Okay. I'll ex- it'll make a little bit of sense later. Oh, it's because uh, they, the guy who started it had divorced parents, a hundred percent. Yeah, probably. Um, it it stems from some of their beliefs around sex, which we will trust me, we will get to. Yeah, um, absolutely. Although I do want to mention that the original name for it was the uh, the group of Christians who believe that Kevin is never gonna be my real dad, mom. Yeah, never. Uh, so we know that this has existed at least from the fourth century because they're actually mentioned in a very important document from the time. And there's a belief that potentially they were present at the council of Nicaea in the year 325 AD. Now, if you don't know what the council of Nicaea is, here's two seconds of way too small of an explainer for you. Uh, it was a council of multiple Christian leaders of the time held in the Bithynian city of Nicaea, which is modern day Turkey. Uh, and it was organized by the Roman emperor Constantine the first at the time. Uh, this is back when Rome is still a Christian nation. And this is essentially Rome trying to solidify political and religious power. The goal of the Nicene or the Council of Nicaea Convention Council uh, was to gain consensus over all Christendom. So to try and get as many different groups of Christians to agree on something at once. Good luck, by the way. Um, this is also when a lot of the the what we know as the Western translation of the Christian Bible is canonized, okay. is within a few years of this council. Uh, now, at this council they write something called the Nicene Creed, which many churches still use to this day. I mean, a lot. Um, and essentially, it is just a listing of most of what Christians believe. So uh, it's, you know, we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and all that is seen and unseen. We believe essentially in the Trinity. We believe that Pontius Pilate killed him. It basically just outlines their basic beliefs. I could read the entire thing. It will take a substantial amount of time, and this is a long outline. If you Google Nicene Creed, it comes up. So if you're super interested, and if you want to read the whole thing, if you weren't forced to memorize it as a child, be be my guest. Uh, go ahead and read up on it. Um, so the things that it covers that are pretty important are, first and foremost, that Jesus is the Son of God, mm-hmm. uh, and that... He is part of a trinity between him, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit, that Mary gave birth to him through immaculate conception, that he died on the cross, rose again for our sins, and that he has spoken through prophets, and they believe in basically one holy Catholic and apostolic church, and baptism can forgive sins as well as requesting forgiveness, and they are awaiting Jesus' return. That's basically kind of all covered in this document. Now, the reason I bring it up is because this is part of what the Catholic Church will hold the Cathars against uh, about 10 years later, or 10 centuries later. Uh, Canon 8 of the First Ecumenical Council of Nicaea states, so this is the document they basically wrote at the time, if those called Cathari come over, let them first make profession that they are willing to communicate with the twice married and grant pardon to those who have lapsed. <laughs> so this is basically all the other Christians being like, just, yeah, they can come as long as they stop being dicks to people who've married more than once. Uh, and the <laughs> Cathars, 
refused. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I, uh, I, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, why I, I'm failing to see why it's such a huge issue. I know that we haven't really like gotten into the nitty gritty. We haven't. But yeah, but I ju- yeah, that's it. It's I just don't I can't imagine why it's why you have to make a decree that's basically like, hey, just be chill, just like w- yeah. for once, dude, just be fucking chill. And then your homies like, because that's what it is. You're basically being like, look, man, I'm fine if you come to the party, but like, just. Don't go off on a whole rant about how everyone's like fucking and it's like bumming you out. And this person's like, actually, no. And I will <laughs> actually, not. Actually, you've been married twice and our religion prevents you from having two Christmases. <laughs> Look, man, Kathar, I'm really just trying to be chill here, dude. I really want you to come over if, if you promise to be chill. Absolutely not. You're not my real savior and you never will be. <laughs> it's just, okay, I'm sorry. We can get back into it. I just love the fact that they're like, no, 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 no I won't. No, no, actually, no. And I don't need your party. Go fuck yourself. Right. And they do end up, the the belief kind of flourishes in what is now like modern day Armenia uh, and Bulgaria at the time, which does become part of the Byzantine Empire. So, They're kind of removed from Rome. So at the end of the day, a lot of the Christians in the fourth century were just like, I don't know. They're weird. Just let them be over there and whatever. (laughs) Just they can't sit with us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On Wednesdays, we wear crosses. You can't sit with us. God, stop trying to make one marriages catch on, dude. It's never going to catch on. (laughs) So let's get into some of the things, the other things that the Cathars disagreed with because the marriage thing was not the only one. It was just the one sticking point where the Christians at the time were like, they believe some weird shit, but if you can just get them to agree to the marriage thing and we can all just be peaceful about it. Great. And they're just like, no. So (laughs) the Nicene Creed describes a Trinitarian theology, which we kind of just talked about a little bit. And we've talked about it before on the show. It's one of those things that, most Christians in most denominations, Protestant and Catholic, agree on. Not all of them. There are still people who are just like, it's four people. <laughs> like, there are outliers. Don't get me wrong. Uh, oh, like four being some like cult leader or new. Yeah, okay. or okay. there are some people that are like, it's all only one person. And like, there's variation, but I like... 80 to 90% of the time, if you walked into a church and were like, hey, yo, how you feel about the Trinity? They'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're oh, on board. We Great. fucks cool. with it, dude. Hell yeah, homie. We fucks with it. So that's something that most Christians at the time and even most Christians now kind of in agreement. Yeah. However, for the Cathars, they believed in a dual deity version of God. Uh, and as to be expected, it is kind of racist. We'll get into it. So they believed that the God of the New Testament, which remember is based primarily on Greek writings from later dates, uh, they believe that the God of that testament is the good God, the true God, uh, and God in his most benevolent and loving form. While the God of the Old Testament was an evil God. Specifically, the God of the Jews. 
Oh, nice, dude. Nice. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's some fucking uh, spicy anti-Semitism there, bud. Yes. Uh, and often the secondary evil god is referred to either as the god of the Jews or the king of the earth or Rex Mundi, which is Latin for king of the oh, earth. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. cool. I thought it was like a hot new wrestler dude who was yeah, just yeah, going to... Yeah. Come like the god fucking... of the Jews, Rex Mundi, if you're l- nasty. Uh, <laughs> no, it just it's Latin. Um, so I do like that the way that they describe God is the same way that my mom describes my grandfather. <laughs> of just like, look, when I was a kid, totally different dude. All right, but now he's got grandkids and he's like super chill and like a real nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the part my mom never says is the fact where she's like, dude, when I was a kid, your grandfather was the god of the Jews. <laughs> he could slice pastrami so thin. <laughs> Fuck, uh, I want to go to Cantor's now. I know, right? <laughs> I tried to... I, I, I have a group text of Roast Battle Friends, and I tried to get them to go to Cantor's uh, a couple weeks back. And one of them was like, we're not 80 and it's not 3 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> I was like, okay, Fuck, calm man, I down. Have, I, I, I straight up, I have eaten at Cantor's at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Absolutely have. Absolutely Damn, have. I might be 80. Shit. Anyway, uh, some versions of this myth also conflate the God of the Jews with Satan, basically arguing that like, He's the fake one. Jews are not holy or worthy of being included in God, heaven's kingdom. And they're definitely not the chosen people, which is a lot of twisty turniness of the Bible to get to that, that point. And also just a dick thing to believe. Yeah. Like, don't be douchebags. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Anyway. Within the Bible as we know it today, there are definitely differences in how God is addressed and how he addresses us between the Old and New Testament. And I think some of that is due to time and different authors or any number of things. Because remember, these books are all written by different people at different points in history. So like, you know, there's something to account for style. There's something to account for differing attitudes toward God at the time. There are a lot of reasons why that could happen. These people definitely believed be- it was because the Old Testament God was evil. Um, just pure <laughs> evil. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of vibes of people that are like, um, okay, how do I explain this? So <laughs> there are old Marvel movies <laughs> before everything became canonized. Yeah. Where you're like, yo, what the fuck were they on, dude? And then with times, things sort of like become canonized, fit into this thing. People have different visions and they sort of like map it out. And I'm starting to see a lot of similarities between the Holy Bible and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm curious to like what mo- what Marvel movies brought this to mind for you? Like, It's honestly, and I don't even know if this counts as I'm Marvel. I'm thinking of one. Hold on. But go ahead. It's well, here's the thing, you might be, I don't know, you might be right. 
basically because of TikTok, I've been seeing a lot of clips of the old X Men movies that have nothing to do with that anything. Is what I was thinking. Okay, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Cause that's what's happening. I'm seeing clips of old X Men movies and I'm like, this fucking slaps. Um X two you... still fucking slaps. X one and X three can go, you know, suck a big fat dick. <laughs> so like, yeah, there's some there's some there's some good, there's some bad. And then there's fucking Ryan Reynolds being a, a no-mouth Deadpool killing yeah. machine character in that weird Wolverine or I, I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, that weird it, Wolverine uh, origin story one. Yeah. But which, go back and watch X2. X2 fucking slaps. Oh, I'll fucking watch the shit out of X2. Dude, I was watching clips from X-Men Apocalypse, a movie oh, that, that is movie's terrible. Not good. Mm. And I still want to watch it. I mean, it is Oscar Isaac, though. I'll watch anything that Oscar Isaac's in. So, Dude, Oscar Isaac's in that shit. I think we got James McAvoy in that motherfucker. Uh, I've been watching specifically the clip where Quicksilver just runs around and saves everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Sweet dreams are made of I can't these. believe Jeffrey Dahmer saved all the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I fucking hate superhero movies. So what I'm trying to say is like, yes, the Bible differs because people have different tastes, different writers write different stuff. Even if you're going after the same franchise, you can understand why every different writer puts their own little stank on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and yes, 100%. Now, it's about also, to get... Oh, real quick. I'm sorry. Sure. Okay. Also, I need not not necessarily you. This is an mm. open call. Okay. Which book of the Bible is X2 and which book of the Bible is the bad oh, X-Men movie? Oh, <laughs> shit, dog. Luke is X2. Uh, <laughs> Luke is X2. Well, okay, you got to go New Testament or Old Testament. New Testament. Ah, fuck. I, I think Luke is still X2, New Testament-wise. It's, it's the best kind of concise story. Or you could go Revelation because that's where it just gets fucking hog wild see i want to say that x-men apocalypse is revelations because apocalypse revelations but like yeah revelations kind of slaps though kind of slaps though um there's also some of the letters are pretty interesting but new testament the the shitty x-men sequels are definitely matthew because there's like five chapters of matthew that's just and so and so had the son of so and so beget so and so and you're just like Let's hurry it up, my dude. Uh, the Old Testament. There's like huge sections of the Old Testament that are X2. The Old Testament kind of slaps. I'm just waiting until they give John Favreau a chance at Matthew. <laughs> all right. That's all <laughs> I want to see, baby. Give Taika Watiti Song of Solomon. Um, <laughs> I, can't, oh, I can't wait for Genesis Ragnarok. <laughs> Oh, Genesis, right? I mean, like, real talk. They're going to give the Russo brothers all the battle ones. So, like, <laughs> it's fine. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is over. We can end this now. I can't wait until we get to see Chris Evans play King David. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, I don't know why this makes sense in my head, but Kurt Russell is King Solomon. I mean, yes. Yeah, right? It just kind of works. But they do the like holograph thing to make him. So here's the thing about Solomon. We we meet him as a young man. And then we also talk to him as he has grown older over time. Uh, and so that's kind of a good one. But David also would be a good 
fit there too mm. and it's the same fan mm. anyway yeah this could be really interesting i think we got something here yeah. hey kevin feige <laughs> we have a challenge for you what okay forget the mcu it's time for the bcu the bible <laughs> cinematic universe uh the bcu works on so many levels bc time like it's fucking it all yeah. rocks oh <laughs> yeah yeah fucking BC, i can't yeah and it's the worst part is the the headline disney buys the bible is not <laughs> that out there dude disney bible merger <laughs> Oh. oh my god okay okay all right i'm sorry I apologize. <laughs> no this Seriously. is a great tangent i'm in favor of this 100 percent. we're gonna have like a long episode like old times uh so <laughs> they believed and this is where it's gonna take a little bit of a uh left turn from what you've probably expected from them up up until this point the interesting thing about their beliefs is that they believe that both of those gods, the old god and the new god, were equal in power and that each of them prevented the other from destroying or healing the world, thus acting as a system of checks and balances to bring balance to the earth. It's real Buddhist. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, here's part of where I think that comes in. As I mentioned, this belief system is Eastern at this point, and it travels West along those trade routes. I think there is some Buddhist influence here. There has to be, because they also believe that they believe in a version of reincarnation, which we'll cover in just a second. Um, they believe that everything we see and perceive in this world was created by evil God. Um, by extension, they believe that humans used to be angels that are sent to live in evil gods like place as punishment basically the matrix whoa yeah damn yes and they have to reincarnate through a certain amount of cycles to regain their angelic status mm. and in order to do that they have to renounce their material self permanently or mm. else you are stuck in a cycle of reincarnation it is basically Buddhism plus Christianity plus the Matrix. I, Paige, I fucking, I hate it because it's, you know what it is. A great movie. Yeah, but you know what this belief system is sounding a lot like, don't you? No. It's fucking, they, they, they fucked themselves into theosophy, Paige. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true for sure. They just did a bad, they, they, um, you, they fucking blavatsky themselves. Yeah, th but this is hundreds of years before Blavatsky is born. Oh, a yeah, 100%. It's just like, yes, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's just that like... Yes, it's theosophy pre-theosophy. <sighs> oh, my God. I would argue that this is probably... Because this is Gnostic Christianity, essentially. And this is mm -hmm. probably some of what she steals theosophy from. Absolutely. That's where, yeah. this, that's where theosophy comes from. That's, now, the thing that it. this doesn't have is they don't have ascended masters or saints or anything it's just the reincarnation cycles it's i mean just the matrix that is the thing is that you the the point of theosophy is that eventually you become an ascended master 
So right. that through these cycles, because that's what you're working towards. You right, know, right, right. Is eventually you do become, you give up all your material, everything, and then you become one and then you ascend. And some beliefs in theosophy is that you become an ascended master and keep your individualism as an ascended master. But like the way that it's supposed to be is closer to Buddhism where like you give up the need to be the individual and join nirvana where you right. become one with everything and nothing at the same time. And that's more of what this is. Yeah. It's more the Buddhist version. Now, uh, they believe that Jesus's teachings were valid, but they don't believe that Jesus ever existed on earth in a like tangible form. Wow. Wow. Okay. This is difficult to put into words. Uh, here's my best attempt. They believe that Jesus was an angel appearing as a hum human, but basically as like a heavenly hologram. <laughs> okay, so Jesus was performing at Coachella next to Tupac. Right, next to Tupac. And they're like, he's got a lot of great things to say, that hologram, but he was not a, any. He was just a man, but just a hologram of a man. Yeah. That rocks. I loved when Jesus was like, what the fuck is up, Coachella? Yes. Um, they also, okay, so by extension, because Jesus never truly existed on earth, according mm -hmm. to them. He was never raised from the dead. And John the Baptist is evil. Oh, what? Okay. That's their belief. Uh, they view any mention of resurrection in the Bible as a reference to reincarnation and therefore evil. So like, if Jesus had to be raised from the dead, that means he's not completed his reincarnation. So who is he to tell us what to do? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. I see their logic, but it's dumb as fuck. Oh, it, it gets dumber. Uh, they rejected the idea of communion because they don't like metaphors. And I'm not joking. That's why. <laughs> They're like, it doesn't turn into like, they don't believe in transubstantiation. So they're like, it's not actually blood and bread. And everyone's like, it's a metaphor. And they're like, that's stupid. <laughs> so they don't do communion. <laughs> yeah, I believe Jesus was a metaphor for a man. But if you bring metaphors into my life, I fucking hate you, dude. <laughs> but here's what's really interesting. They had their own version of communion that they only did once in life ever. Uh, it's called the Consolamentum or the Consolation, and it's a short ceremony to remove all sin from a person and lead them into the next level as perfect. And this was only typically done at death because once you received this blessing, like this ceremony, you were supposed to be completely perfect and sin-free after. So people would try to do it as they were dying. But here's... <laughs> Here's the problem. Sometimes people recover. <laughs> so people would actively try to make sure they didn't recover. <laughs> oh my fucking God, this is so stupid. Some people who received the consolamentum on their deathbeds would then stop eating and drinking. And if that didn't do it, they would expose themselves to the elements, specifically extreme cold. People would like wander out into the snow and stuff in order to hurry it up. So they didn't oh have God. time to sin before they died. Uh, and they actually, it happened so often that they had a name for it. They called it the Endura, which actually does sound pretty badass. Yeah. That's 
I think the thing that's so funny to me is that they don't trust themselves to just not sin. No, not at all. And and that the endura refers to that portion of life that they have to endure while perfect. Oh my god. <laughs> so this there is- are fucking this i'm sorry this is so fucking stupid this is so it's fucking crazy. dumb uh there are rare accounts and i do mean rare of a person starting to recover and then their family smothering them to death <laughs> to make sure that they did not recover and therefore did not miss being perfect because Yes, murder is a sin, but they have their whole lives to atone for that sin. This person only has a couple minutes. That's um, that's <laughs> you could you could monk it, dude. You could just straight up like as soon, if you recover, you're like, all right, well, I'm perfect. So now the rest of my life, I live solely to just be sinless. But they're in their mind, just like. They become perfect, and then as soon as they're like, well, maybe you pull through, your brain's going, nah, actually, I'm a real bad guy. I'm actually a real bad motherfucker. You gotta take me out, because at the first opportunity, I will sin again. Yep, yep. That's Cut so... me, Mick. Yeah, like this. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. It's, it's oh. wild. It's like wearing, I don't know, it's, I can't, I want to use a metaphor, but I know that it's going to piss them off. They hate it, they hate it. It's like wearing a fucking, I guess it's it's a simile, technically, because it's like wearing uh, an all-white outfit to a party and being like, well, guess I'll do nothing then, because- Yeah, because I don't want to ruin my outfit. Guess I'll just leave then. Yep. But we haven't even talked about sex yet. Oh my God, okay. These- all right, let's get into it. These guys, there's, it's so dumb, Paige. This is so stupid. Thank you so much already preemptively. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, one version of their belief system stipulated that the good God of the New Testament actually had two spiritual wives and got one of them by stealing it from Satan, which caused the war between both of them. Are you telling me God is Mr. Steal Your Girl? Hold on, I'm going to burp, but then yes, I would tell you that. Uh, I It's gone. Wait. It's gone. Yes. God is Mr. Steel, your girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. But in so- some versions, Satan is Mr. Steel, your girl, and it, the opposite happens. Ooh. Yeah. Fucking cheese, man, fool. Yeah. Uh, now, some of the, the Cathars, not all. Uh, believed that Eve's children, daughters specifically, uh, had sex with giants to produce the Nephilim, uh, which are a human-giant hybrid. And admittedly, that story on this show is not that weird, which is an unfortunate thing to say. No, but I do want to... Hey, I just want to take a second to say it's not weird to fuck a giant, actually. And... (laughs) Armando Torres for mayor. I think more people should do it, actually, if I'm being honest with you. Um, that's not that weird, given that we have told the story of, of the Nephilim on the show a lot. Uh, but what is weird is how the Cathars modern, modern day at the time, not our, but how they felt about sex in general to some of the more extreme groups, reproduction was considered evil and to be avoided at all costs 
And from what I understand, hand and mouth stuff still in. Just nothing that would produce children. <laughs> what? What? Wait. They Wait. hated sex because yeah. it had the potential to continue the chain of reincarnation and therefore suffering in the world. And again, this is only some, not all. <laughs> But essentially, it's like you don't want to bring a child into the world because then yeah. they have to go through the reincarnation cycle. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, a bad yeah. way to keep your religious movement going, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, the point of your religious movement is like, stop, 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 stop having children. Yeah. And again, this is not all. This is just some. But the rumor persisted. So initially, some of these families stayed safe during the Inquisition purely by admitting to fucking they're just like <laughs> we've got kids so clearly it's not us yeah uh, <laughs> so the fucking crusade comes along and a dude just stands on his house and goes no dude i fuck dude yeah. i'm fucking all the time dude. i banged her i banged her i banged me with his hand <laughs> i banged her and look, I'm not talking about no hand and mouth stuff, okay? I'm putting P in V, dude. P in V, and sometimes in B, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> On top. Uh, so the Cathars were pescatarian, and you might be asking yourself, what does this have to do with sex? Too much. Uh, oh, so no. <laughs> They do live right on the ocean, mm -hmm. so that's not crazy because that would have been a huge part of their diet anyway. Um, but what is a little crazy is that these are French people who were not eating cheese, eggs, meat, or milk. <laughs> I don't even think you get to be French at that point. No, I think, no. What are you? Well, you're someone who's afraid of eating or ingesting anything that's the result of animals having sexual intercourse. <laughs> I. <laughs> these, yep. The, yep. These fucking nerds. They these believe. Like, I'm like I'm I'm having a hard time because on one okay on one hand it's like this is so stupid the death thing is so stupid the not having kids thing is weirdly I kind of respect it yeah but then for sure. the, the the reasoning for it is so absolutely ridiculous. At the same time, these dudes are like, nah, let's fucking blow each other until the world ends. And that I kind of love. So uh, they don't eat or ingest anything that's a byproduct of sexual intercourse. That's fucking uh, dumb. That's fucking they believed that animals were, in, were reincarnated souls. So like that could be your grandma's eggs or milk. <laughs> so that's why they didn't eat it. Um, when you hey, think hey, pass about me it, gram, hey, pass me some of that grandma milk. <laughs> milk, like grandma used to make. Oh, so, here's what's kind of interesting about this, though. In societies where sex is highly controlled like this, there's usually a pretty big gender disparity. And it's not as big with the Cathars. Because they believe in reincarnation, women could be anybody from the past so they just treated them pretty much the same the only stipulation was that they did believe that your final iteration before ascending was 
male. So women were just people who had at least one cycle left. Yeah. Fucking okay. All right. I'm back. I'm back to hating them. I forgot that they were anti-Semitic and now they're pieces of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Who are also misogynistic? They were pieces of yep. shit when they were anti-Semitic. By the way, I'm I'm being clear. Yeah, yeah. They just continued. Yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. is me needing to tell myself like, fuck these people. Yep. Uh, they also apply this to women who are written about in the Bible. So for them, Mary Magdalene is on par with the apostles, okay. like as far as importance in the story, which is really kind of fascinating, honestly. Um, but. They also forbade the killing of all animal life because, again, it could be grandma. Uh, same with people, except un- unless you've just given them that right and you want them to, you know, be perfect. Anyway, um, the group of soldiers that came back from the Br- Crusades became aggressively anti-war as a result of these beliefs, which was unheard of at the time. This is a very, very violent time in history, and they were kind of like a peace-loving people Except for fish. They would kill any fish. For fish, it's on site. And you might be wondering why. Well, they believe that fish were produced by spontaneous generation. Um, To reiterate that, they believe that fish were different from any other animal and just appeared. They respawned like video games. (laughs) Or like, you know. Spawned like salmon, but like actually spawning. I, 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 I can't fully process how stupid these people are. (laughs) This is so, I, look, we've been doing the show, how long? Five years or something? Five years. Five years now, yeah. Christ on a goddamn cracker. (laughs) I have, we have made such an attempt to never blame any person that was part of a cult, but holy shit, is this the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my entire life? To recap, uh, God is Mr. Steal Your Girl, Jesus is a hologram, this is all a matrix simulation, and fish appear whenever you want them. (laughs) Did I go back in time and write this religion? Did you? I think I did. Other than the anti-Semitism and misogyny, this this got my fucking stank all over it, Paige. <laughs> this is exactly your kind of nonsense. This is exactly my kind of nonsense. I, I, I don't know how to. Also, I, I, okay. I have a question uh-huh. and it's going to bring down the mood a little bit. Sure. But it's out of curiosity. Do you think that they would be pro-life? Um, that's a good question. <clears throat> because they fucking hate babies, but also, <laughs> you're once you're, I mean, like, you're not fully a baby yet? I feel like, I don't know. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it, there is something to consider, and that's that attitudes around abortion and when life begins have actually changed drastically over the course of history. Mm-hmm. And it was, especially in the Roman empire, widely practiced. And I mean, widely practiced. It was fairly normalized. There were known abortificants that were prescribed. Like it was a part of everyday life. Um, now, under catholic rule not as much 
mm-hmm. um, because obviously they have differing beliefs around the or- origins of conception. But given the fact that they are not in line with Catholicism for a lot of stuff, I'd say it's a toss up, honestly. Yeah. I sorry. I just wanted to know. Also, it's fucking awesome to know that Texas is behind ancient Rome. That's fucking <laughs> sick as yeah. fuck, dude. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm back in it. Just to recap, these fucking Matrix watching nerds yes. mm-hmm. uh, don't believe in anything that spawns from 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 cum and eggs. Anything nope. that has anything to do with cum and eggs, which is a lot of life by the way yeah uh is bad and they refuse to have anything to do with it except for fish which spontaneously will just Generate. appear yeah yeah okay all right no i'm on i'm on board i'm on yeah. board i'm back they're mm. fish are just a constant fish are always there <laughs> i don't f- i um, okay okay i'm anyway. i'm sorry i'm having a hard time I know I've said they're fucking stupid 18,000 times in this episode, but God damn it, Paige, this is so insane. This is a wild, especially for the time, it's considered wild. Uh, but none of those things were enough for the church to get really mad at them. What the church got mad about was that they started advocating for the idea that scripture should be able to be read in the vernacular. You mean not in Latin? Yes, that's correct. And Now, uh, hmm. If you know your Protestant history, you know that the church has always hated this, except th- this is happening more than 200 years before the printing press is invented and 300 years before Martin Luther's 95 Theses. So the church had a vested interest in controlling access to the scriptures because it allowed them to stay on top and become the one source of information for what God wanted. It also allowed them to justify things like deviant behavior or embezzlement. It's kind of a catch-all for allowing the church to remain the status quo, which keeps a lot of people rich at the expense of a lot of people staying poor. And in 1147, only three years after the Second Crusade, so that's how fast this spreads, Pope Eugene III, the guy who ordered the Second Crusade, sends a legate to the south of France to stop all of this Cathar nonsense. And first he sends a man named Bernard of Clairvaux. Now, Bernard gets into some small skirmishes, but he makes no real headway. And then they sent another legate, and another legate, and bishops, and legates, and more bishops. For 30 years, they send people constantly to the area. Even a full-armed battalion helmed by Henry of Marcy, the Cardinal Bishop of Albano. And he does take over some cities, but the movement continues. They were the topic of every Catholic council for 40 years after the Second Crusade, but nothing seemed to make a difference until Pope Innocent III came to power and made the Cathars his personal mission. First, he tried to reason with them peacefully. He would send legates to them, which didn't go great. Uh, Bishops in the area were mad that the legates had so much power, so they sided with the people. And so the Pope suspended the bishops and installed his own, and so on and so forth. And the church received word from the people in the area, one of whom would go on to achieve sainthood, uh, St. Dominic de Guzman, patron saint of the Dominican Republic, but also astronomers. (laughs) Okay, I love that. He reported back to Rome 
that the Cathars would never convert as long as the church shunned austerity. So he was somebody that the Pope sent and he got there and was like, yo, these are simple people and they see the church as being this excessive, rich, domineering force. And if you just try to meet them where they are, maybe you can reason with them. And so he suggests that the Catholic Church try to present a more austere face to try and reason with them. And the church was like, nah, we like our money. So in 1208, the Pope sent one last legate to the area in hopes of changing their minds. But they were kind of fucking over it. And this legate especially was a bad choice. His name was Pierre de Castelnau, and he was known for excommunicating people simply for disagreeing with him. And that's basically throwing somebody out of the church entirely. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah, it basically throwing somebody out of a goddamn party because they said that the song you put on doesn't slap. Right. When he met with the local ruler of the area, Raymond IV, the Count of Toulouse, he immediately excommunicated him for heresy, which again, as a noble, you want the church on your side. So the Count flips out. He's furious. And Pierre, confident that Raymond would just change his mind, give up, and come running back to Rome, just left. He was like, you're out. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. Peace. And just left. Just fucking yelling, uh, Deborah, on his way Debra. out. Uh, he didn't take into account how mad Raymond was. <laughs> As Pierre rode back from Rome, a group of knights from Toulouse caught up with him and brutally murdered him on the side of the road. Whoa. And it was a clear message to the Pope and to Rome, which left them no other choice. Did, and the, did Raymond hire those goons? They're his knights. Oh, man. He should have known, dude. Everybody loves Raymond. Yep. Yep. Sorry. You yep. knew it was coming. You knew I it was coming. Know. I, I foreshadowed it, coming. it. But essentially, the Pope thinks he has no other choice. So he declares a crusade against the Cathars. And that's where we'll pick up next week. God damn, Paige. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I need to I hmm I need to process this. That's a crusade against his own now here's the tricky thing about this because you're like, oh my god, a crusade against their own people. That's madness. And then you're like, by the way, they thought Jesus was a hologram. And yeah. you're like, well, <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mm, did mm. I can't process how dumb this is. Okay. I need a full I need a whole week. Hey Mondo, I don't know if you know, but fish just like appear. I fish just show up. Okay, all right. Here's the thing. I'm gonna try to meet them at their level. Okay, I'm gonna Mm -hmm. say I'm, I'm, I have the internet and years, thousands upon thousands of years of knowledge that we know that fish reproduce, make Uh more fish, and have more. I am willing to admit that if I lived at this time and I saw a giant thing of water and I never saw fish fuck and I also catch fish, fish don't got no dick. Fish got no pee-pee. So how fish make sex? Fish can't make sex with no pee-pee. Okay. I mean, you might have cut a fish open and found eggs, though. Yeah, but I mean, I've eaten fish eggs before. That shit don't look like no egg I ever seen. I mean, that's fair. 
Yeah. That's what, I mean, I'm, it could just be one of those weird things that people believed at the time where they're like, cats will suck your breath out while you sleep oh, and fish whoa. spontaneously generate. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on now. Hold on now. That one's not that crazy as somebody who's <laughs> allergic to cats. That is what they do. I mean, I watched my cat very, very sweetly and cutely earlier today walk over to my husband while taking a nap and then just like sidle right up next to him and just like snuggle into it. It was really cute. Yeah, but what you're not mentioning is that when Jake woke up, he went (laughs) because his soul and breath had been sucked out from his body. By the cat who was just chewing on them in the corner of the room. I also like egg, egg, egg. Egg, egg, you don't need sex, make egg. Egg just happened. Egg exists. Why are you going to not eat egg? <laughs> you don't need sex, make egg. This was so weird, it broke your brain. You don't need sex, make egg. I don't understand, Paige. You don't need sex, make egg. You don't need sex, make milk, okay? Well, milk is for babies. Milk and you is- do need sex, make babies. You do need sex make baby, but you don't need sex make milk. I'm big boy, Paige. I'm big man. I drink milk. Maybe they just didn't want you getting that big so that it was easier to smother you at the end after they give you that last right. Yeah, fair enough. You know, fair point. Oh, man. Oh, man. I would hate to be the guy that got made perfect and then, like, on my way out, like, farted real loud. And they're like, ooh. (laughs) No, hell for you. (laughs) Sin, buddy. Looks like you're going to Satan's steal your girl depression party. (laughs) Satan's real sad about his breakup and you get to be there for all of it. Yeah, hell in their universe is just, uh, you get there and it's him just sitting alone and you have to sit next to him as he doom scrolls through her Instagram and being like, I get out of my brain. I was going to say that you have to sit next to him as he's like, so what do you think her text means? (laughs) So I texted her. uh, So I texted her happy birthday and she responded by reacting thumbs up. But like, uh, she's into me, right? Like I, 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 remember her birthday that means that i'm entitled to this and you're like whoa satan buddy Ooh, guy the last time i said hi she just replied k what is that (laughs) it says she read this three hours ago okay okay i know what you're thinking yeah i'm like a little insane right like yeah the thumbs up thing that's fucking nothing she says k she left me on red all of that but last week I post a story from the club. She reacts fire emoji. What that mean? What that mean? What if she like watches all my stories but never replies? <laughs> oh my god, I'm making my own personal hell. Oh, look, man. Kiki, do you love me? <laughs> Are you riding? So you never ever leave. Oh, that hurts my voice like oh yeah it's real bad look there's how did blaine do this for years there's two people that come to hell people that i think might be able to get me get melissa back (laughs) (laughs) and people who don't think you who don't believe you you need sex make egg (laughs) there's two wolves inside of you one of them knows that he loves (laughs) melissa and doesn't understand what went wrong and the other one Needs to be unleashed so that he can find a new oh Melissa. Oh my god. That's so 
that they believe is so ridiculous. I got, I love that. This is perfect. This is the perfect cult. <laughs> oh. Now you understand why I was like, I'm going to go deep diving on the Inquisition. <laughs> yes, absolutely. This is insanity. I love it. Thank you. so. Uh, genuinely, thank you so much for this. Anytime. Oh, hey, look, here's the thing. If you are trying to hang out with me and get to know me and <laughs> eat a couple eggs, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what I'm saying. It really did break my brain. <laughs> Look, if you, like me, want to just hang out, eat some eggs, drink some milk, be a big, strong boy, um, and not make children... Then, you know, I'm very easy to find on the internet at Mondo Does Stuff. M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff. All one word. Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, uh, TikTok, baby. Uh, yeah, I, uh, um, yeah, that's it. That's all I want to say right now, actually, is find me on my personal social media so that you can support me in the things that I do personally. And that's it. There you go. Thank you. Good yes. night. Mwah. Uh, Hey, it's your girl, Paige Wesley. You can hear me on Horror Virgin, Romancing the Pod, like you always do. But if you are in Los Angeles on Halloween night, you should definitely come see Roast Battle Live at the Comedy Store. It is all of the best battlers from all over the world. They're flying people in from the UK, from all over America. It is going to be lit. And you should definitely come see that. You can follow me on Instagram at Rampage Wesley or on TikTok at Rampage Wesley or Twitter at Page Wesley for details. I love you so much. Bye. And hey, if you want to support the show, following us is a great way to do so. You can do that on Instagram at Colt Podcast. Or on Twitter at Colt Podcast Shoe. You can also follow us or uh, not follow us. You can send us an email. <laughs> you know, one of them... Uh, you know what elliot cut that let me just start it over there's no bit that saves me being broke brain if you want to send us an email you can uh to colt podcast show at gmail.com and if you think no need sex make egg <laughs> no you can send us egg. eggs at 3756 west avenue 40 sweet k number egg 37 <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles, <laughs> California, <laughs> nine egg egg six five. <laughs> I think for this one, I'm gonna say no, no need sex drink milky milk milks and <laughs> don't drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I can't fucking breathe. It's like a cat is over me while I sleep. I can't. Oh my god! Have a good night. I fucking love you. <laughs>